now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Okay, I pushed the button. I pushed the button. Another reset. Another day. Another reset. Another let's start over. Let's get uh, let's get it right. I got to write all this stuff down. I will have to write all this stuff down because that's what's going on right now. That's exactly what's going on right now. Doing too much. Hold on. See, look. Doing doing too much. Let me see. What was that? I had... Let me tell y'all. Okay, this is, again, a take two. That means it's been a week of doing too much. Doing too much. Good morning, guys. Hey, listen, grab your journal. Grab your journal. Grab your calendar. A new day, a new breath of life. These are the first sounds coming out of my mouth. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Sometimes I listen back to the replay and I'm so excited. I can't understand the words coming out of my mouth because I'm excited that I get to be, have some time to myself. I'm excited about having some time with you and I have to scale this thing back y'all because it's getting too big. It's going too far, too wide. And I'm pushing this button and all kind of stuff is happening. Not quite the way I want to. And I have to like stop and start over. Right. And I'm like, stop and start over. And then too, I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting ready to fight a bug or something. So, Bear with me, um, but I grab my journal, grab your journal, grab your calendar, however you're taking note, grab a device, a pen, piece of paper, uh, or something, um, and let's figure this thing out. What are we figuring out, Yana? We figured out this day. We don't, we don't want to deal with yesterday, okay? We don't want to deal with tomorrow. We want to just, just today. And I know a lot of you are excited because I'm recording this one on a Friday, which means it's the beginning of the weekend, and we know a lot of us are living for the weekend. And I'm here to tell you, uh, try daily living. Try living daily, okay? That's why we do these podcasts. Good morning, Glory. Try try living daily. Try getting finding yourself a little bit of joy in each day that you don't have to wait for those couple of days or a day here or a day there when you can escape or get away or go into yourself or be selfish, self-full, you know, self-care, um, just a little bit. Of, just can I mean, and I understand it's hard because I remember a time. I'm not about to come on here and act like it don't it don't exist or it ain't happen or this. I remember a time when you couldn't find time for yourself. I know all about that, but at least right now, right now, this very moment, even if you can just spare just a couple of minutes, let's do that. And uh, yesterday, I'm going to tell you. There was a, uh, a fr- not a friend, but a person was trying to set up, um, set there. Oh, I am, I am, I'm getting, oh, I'm checking my, checking my wrist. But um, there was a person trying to set, synchronize their uh, watch, right? One of the smart watches. And all of this stuff was, they were going through all this stuff, like this, realizing how much this watch was tracking them and they were like, where's all this stuff going? Where's all this information going? It's telling me I'm not sleeping enough. I'm not walking enough. I'm sitting too much. And I, you know, it was like really going in on them. And I'm like, you know what? I want, I don't wear it. I, I don't, I don't have a wearable one. I don't think I would be able to see a wearable. I have enough tech, tech blindness as it is with all these devices and, and laptops and, and, and desktops and computers, you know, 
I don't know that I even want to try to ask my eyes to focus on. Uh, look, they need to come up with a bigger screen. I need to be walking around with a with a huge thing on my. Uh, look, can you put a magnifier on there? I can't see that thing, you know. And I wonder. We talked about yesterday on. I posted on my uh, Facebook page. I went into a group and I asked the simple question of um, whether you use paper or plastic. I mean, paper or, or dishes. You know, when we were talking in a, in a kitchen group, and I said, "How many people are using you know paper plates in regular rotation?" Right? Because I know as a family, you know, when we there was a time, a season when we were kind of going through that mode. You know, we were ended up with all these kitchen standoffs. You know, it's like, okay, why are you putting stuff in the sink and dishwasher's right here? You know. Um, why are we not running in the dishwasher? Why are we? Because I, I don't mind hand washing the dishes. Because, you know, especially like, because I, I use a lot of glass, right? And I, there are a lot of things that I have. Uh, as you guys know, I'm also in the kitchen with dryer buzz. So I have a lot of things that I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and wash based on what I'm using. And then you see me, I'm, I'm just cleaning all day when I'm in the cooking. Because when I get done cooking, I like to look, I like to look at a full, fully complete meal. And I like, I like, I don't want to have to like cook and then clean and then eat. I like when it's done, I want to be done. I want to walk up out of there, family come and get your food, you know. And then listen, don't be just dropping stuff off in the sink. And there's a rule in this house. If you put it in the sink and leave it, you're saying F you to the person that normally does it. So we have standoffs around here all the time, right? Because the kids growing up, always everybody had their turn in the kitchen, not only uh, cleaning, but also cooking. And so, you know, try to get away with little stuff. You know, it's still to this day. Let me tell you, honey, personalities are personalities. So I asked on the group, and mind you, in this food group, there's like thousands of members. So there are thousands of comments. But it was funny because... People, um, it was, it, it, even though it was like either yes or no, or, or how are you rotating, you know, uh, disposable dishes and so forth. There were some of us that had a very jovial conversation, some, you know, very trivial, uh, some like, well, you know, it's just some people really spoke to what was going on in their lives. And some people felt like they had to come forth with a whole lot of information why they made one, one choice or the other, Right. But understand, it's about, it's just a choice. It's one or the other, you know. But what kept creeping into the conversation was this hierarchy. A hierarchy kept creeping in. A bias kept creeping in. Some people felt really attacked. Uh, yes, uh, I can't stand that. Thought I was the only one that used that line. Some people, tell me, tell me which line because I'm moving along and I, and I missed it. Some people felt really attacked, you know, because they were like, and I'm like, but... If you don't bring forth the information, nobody knows, right? That, that has been my thing all of my life is like, if you find that you, one, if there are certain things you don't like to have critics talk about, then don't give them the conversation, right? Um, don't, you know, you just don't put, I'm like, people oftentimes talk, why are people discussing this? And why, like, why are, why? I used to ask my kids, they would, they would come to me with their, their dilemmas, you know, growing up, or anybody that comes to me with their dilemma, I would always ask them, even a girlfriend, she was talking to me about, you know, she'd met this guy, and they, they've gotten to this point, that point, and whatever, and so-and-so is saying this, and so-and-so. I'm like, well, how is that a discussion? You know, because when you go to a person discussing your stuff, they're going to the F me right. 
When you go to a person discussing your stuff, especially if it's not the right person, or if, if, if it is the right person, they're going to develop an opinion based on your protecting your behalf. So, and then you go, you throw your behalf. Uh-oh, that was one of the words. I hadn't wrote down anything yet. You go throwing away your behalf, right? Because, you know, sometimes we go through those seasons where uh, everything else is more important than us. You throw away your, your behalf, and then they develop that attitude based on protecting your behalf, and then you throw away your behalf, and then you want them to get over it like you got over it, and they're like, no, I don't need to. I, I, I feel this kind of way, and I think you should feel this kind of way because we're talking about you. You should feel this kind of way as well. And that doesn't happen. So there's so many words, and it's so funny that as, as I think about all the words in, in my little meditative moment of, of having this discussion this morning, uh, belonging, um, but that wasn't the word that came up. That was the first word, belonging. We always search it, and you see me, if you follow me throughout online, I always say in response to some things that come up is this longing for belonging, Right. When I see people try to tribe up based on different things that are happening in our society or trending topics and things like that, this hierarchy, trying to get beyond this hierarchy that keeps applying itself to a lot of the things, the, the biases that are applied by others, right? It's like even in a discussion, because people, I guess they felt like um, there was a more than, less than, a have and a have not. That's what we talked about online the other day. The have and the have nots. It's like, it's just a conversation. I just want to know, you know, because when I'm, when I am in the kitchen and I'm planning, um, the seasons of what we're cooking and those kinds of things, I know in going into the kitchen, if you look back on my, my videos and I'm getting some flashes over here on Periscope, if you look back, at the kitchen, I'm looking at the one year anniversary stuff as it's popping up. And I'm like, whoa, that kitchen has evolved because a lot of that stuff I didn't have. I went into this, you know what? And, and I love the lesson of it because imagine I always have to come back and tell people now, imagine if I waited until the kitchen was where it is today to start. Right. I am not that wait and start person. Now, I'm advised sometimes to wait. Why don't you just wait, 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 wait? You know, that comes up all the time because a lot of people are afraid. They, they will anticipate. They can, they can see, oh, what well, people, somebody might say something about this. You know, when I first started, the appliances did not match and I had no intention of doing anything to make them match. But do you know that within, I think, just a month or so of starting, here comes this letter. Well, the kitchens are going to be updated. Boom. Brand new appliances, matching appliances. I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'll keep doing these kitchen segments, right? Then came, because, you know, I was in like, I'm in a, a temporary space. I was just going in the kitchen just to turn it on to live stream. And I'm like, wait, it, we're going to update all the kitchens are going to be. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, here comes this, the kitchen, the, the uh, new appliances, new cabinetry, all of that. I didn't even ask for that. I didn't even know. I didn't even know to even put such out into the universe. I, I just asked for a calming space, peace of mind, you know, those things that we pray for each and every day. Right? So, 
as I'm looking at these anniversary uh, shots that are coming up, I'm like, wow, wow, look what life is afforded. Look what life is afforded. Look what life is afforded. Universe is just going, man, I got to learn how to start praying for some of this stuff if it comes like this. You know, not that prayer is a lottery or anything like that, but we got to do what? We got to believe a little bit more. You got to believe. Hey, good morning, Chelsea. One of my favorite songs, and um, and I think, I hope it's in the whiz. It might not even be in the whiz. You got to believe. No, honey, down, gone that ain't car wash. Oh, Lord, I about put it on the whiz. <laughs> that was the Richard Pryor scene in car wash. You got to believe in something. The Pointer Sisters, y'all. These folks today don't know about the Pointer Sisters, honey. Let me tell you, you got to believe in something. So that was one of the first things that came. But be, because when I thought about how so often people are searching for belonging, longing for belonging, and I, and I, and I didn't want to, you know, the first thing that comes up, I always looked for the antidote to that, right? So like yesterday, remember yesterday we talked about how we're wired. Well, the first thing that come, came up and I woke up with a bunch of worry, you know, because I needed to make some decisions. I needed to repair some things and I was worried. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be wired by worry. I don't want to be wired by worry. And so that's why, that's how we arrived at the word wired. And if you did not catch that one, go out there on your podcast platforms, wherever you uh, indulge in dryer buzz, go check the one out, how to get out of bed. And we put it out there as how are you wired? Because worry, I'm wired to worry, y'all. I am so wired to worry. I'm so blessed, so thankful. I can find a moment of gratitude, but I can't tell you how quickly I run through that to get to that worry, okay? It comes up because one, I've always had, all my life, I've always had a whole lot of responsibility and I live a single solitary life. And so therefore, you know, I always, that little thing will creep in. It's like, I know it's good right now, but you know, is that tomorrow? Ooh, that tomorrow. Daddy Rich, yes. <laughs> the point is, let me tell you, and, and let me, sometimes you need to go out there, find your movie. I ask people all the time, what's your favorite soundtrack? What is, you You have to have a soundtrack, a theme song. When I am working with individuals and in, in businesses and organizations, they're talking about, you know, how we use, how do we use this social media? Um, I do a lot of consulting on how to fix your social media and how to use social media for business. And I always ask, what's your theme song? If somebody is walking into your store or, or scrolling down your timeline, you know, what do you, uh, what do you, I hope, I hope you guys are not blinking, but my device is, I think my device is either trying to die or something. So not this one that we on, but something's going on. So I hope it's charged up. But anyway, so I always ask you, I mean, you should have some pe- you, Music is common of the spirit. Okay. You should have a piece of music. Girl, stop with the Claudine. You know, that is my number one movie. And one of my baker friends he was making some sourdough and sourdough, as you know, starts with, uh, this, uh, what is a starter, right? You have to walk around with this ranched starter, this creating all this, um, bacteria to make this bread. Right. So he kept calling this starter Claudine and I, I kept getting, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. You know, so he, and basically you create a, you, you create a small batch of the batter. And each day you just kind of feed it a little bit more for those who um, who know or don't know or just want to know what Dre and I about to 
try a butt for him. Drea and I about to enjoy this moment, right? So Drea, he had to go out of town and he was like, but he was working on his starter for sourdough. So he couldn't like just abandon it. So he was like, okay, I'm taking this on the plane with me. I'm taking it wherever I go. Cause he had to work on the starter though, right? And so he kept saying, Claudine, he and Claudine were here and there. He decided to make it a whole blogging, uh, a food blogging moment of taking Claudine and he had it in this little beautiful jar uh, with a lid on it that he could just pop open and continue to feed this uh, dough, right? Because the dough has to grow a certain level of uh, bacteria and before you start your sourdough bread, which now I want to go down that lane because I was like, oh, it's time for a new season. We've done bread, but I didn't do, I did well with it, but I'm like, I want to go back. Okay, let me stay on topic. And so he was calling it Claudine. So I sent him, every time he would talk about Claudine, I would send him a meme or a snippet of Claudine, right? And I let him know. I said, well, this is what Claudine is to me. But Claudine's soundtrack is all Gladys Knight. Okay, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Old school Gladys Knight. Car Wash is all uh, Pointed Sisters and maybe a couple others, right? So if you ever want to be reminiscent of some music, honey, let me tell you, those were the days where there are movies out there. We, uh, we talk a lot about Curtis Mayfield. Remember the song, The Making of You? We talk a lot about Curtis Mayfield. Those are all songs that many of us grew up on. It wasn't music of our times. It was music of our parents' time. And really, oftentimes, that's the music that you hear that transports you back to those days and living daily, daily living uh, that we just really enjoyed. I was riding the other day, and I was just thinking, you know, how is it that those times and those behaviors, write that down, believe, you got to believe and you got to behave. That's what I, that's the topic of the day. I want to make sure I get that wrote down because it's one thing to believe in such a thing. It's another to behave in such a way. Somebody take that, drop that in the preacher's sermon. I'm not going to preach it. I'm not a preacher. Rose, Rush, pointed sisters, etc. Yes. I'm telling that little corner uh, in California, honey, it was so much when I have, have you seen Joe? Have you seen honey Joe and the going on the date, uh, the butterfly, what was it? The, the, was it, what, what was the fly? What was the, the, the superhero behaviors? Behaviors are everything because you can believe. Can you imagine somebody could believe in you all day long, but if they don't leap and act, I got up this morning where one of my, believers, uh, sent me lunch. They sent me lunch, but it was like, have lunch on me. And I'm like, I, I hadn't even woke up to start my day. That was the notification. Chef was another good, good soundtrack. I woke up to a notification said lunch on me. Right. And this is in why I believe in what you're doing. Have lunch on me. I believe. And that's what this thing is about. Right. You, you can believe all day. Somebody, when you get to where you're going or when you accomplish what you're trying to accomplish or when you close in that proximity, all along the way, people are going to say they believe. You know, hey, I've had a lot of people believe. Yes, a lot of people believe you can do it. And there's a lot of people sitting there waiting that you don't do it. And because every time you don't get close enough and every time you have to tell somebody, man, I'm still trying to get there. And they go, how is it going? I'm still trying to get there. They're not asking how's it going because they want you to be there or they want you to have worked it out. They just checking to make sure you ain't there yet. 
It's a lot of those. What you got to do is you got to make sure to get your proximity to those kind of people who believe but don't behave. Warrior grandma, good morning. So it's about believe and it's about behave. You got to behave. You got to believe. You got to behave. You, that's a match because there are so many actions and deeds that go along with this. Y'all, let me check this phone because I don't know what it's what it's doing. I, and I'll, I guess you guys are okay because y'all are engaging. Um, so believe and behave. And I want to write down belonging, but I just, and that's probably going to be our exercise for today. Uh, are you out there longing for belonging? Are you trying to, are you still in search of trying to find your tribe? See, I'm that person. I don't mind starting up the tribe. I don't mind saying, okay, yeah, we got to break away from this. We're going to go start our own. Or I don't mind setting out on my own. A lot of a lot of what you see me do is me setting out on my own because a lot of the stuff that I do, um, people some people haven't done it. There are some people like right now going into this kitchen thing. This ain't new. This ain't new. I have blogged about many that have gone ahead, and and I I ask myself, I'm like, wait a minute. All of these things that I have 17 years of blogging and being a storyteller, did I cross paths with these people? Because that's possibly a path that I should have gone down. Was that because I oftentimes have to stop. And we oftentimes, I wanted to write that. I wanted to talk about us. I wanted to talk about we, because I, I, I really want to talk about that. But I look back now and when I'm in the kitchen and as I'm exploring this as a territory, I'm exploring even when I go into the kitchen, I still try to say, like, I'm not trying to be a chef. I'm not trying to play one on live stream. I'm just trying to find moments with myself, nice, quiet moments, nice moments, um, just enjoying things, doing things with my for my family. There's a lot of there's a whole lot of guilt. Oh, let me write down guilt, y'all, because we have not talked about that yet. But that guilt is a thing, too. And I kept thinking about um, there's a movie, Adam Sandler, though he has a myriad of extreme comedies out there. He did a very serious movie one time. And y'all, if y'all haven't found it, watched it. He did a movie with Don Cheadle. And then the movie, the premise was, and, and the first time I watched it, I was like, I got to watch this again. He has a couple of movies out there that kind of break away from the norm that he's done. They're kind of dramatic, right? In this particular movie, it snuck up on me, and I watched it. I think my daughter watched it because she's an Adam Sandler freak, right? And we watched it, and I'm like, because a lot of times in my household, when the kids were consuming something, you're going to consume it with mommy, right? And we watched it, and I was trying to get the premise of it because I kept waiting for the punchline. I kept waiting, and I'm like, whoa, this movie's kind of heavy. It's kind of dark. He plays a guy who lost his family uh, in 9-11, entire family. Um, his, his, he and his wife and kids were supposed to travel, and he ended up not being able to go and made plans that they would go ahead and he would go later. And he, he one day uh, in the aftermath of that, of dealing inside so deep inside his grief, he runs into Don Cheadle. It turns out that they had been college roommates. And Don Cheadle, when they ran into each other, you know, Don Cheadle expected him to behave the way he had behaved before. Like, oh, I ain't trying to run into this guy. I ain't trying to know this guy, man. He was, you know, we were roommates. But, you know, you you were roommates in college, but y'all ain't had nothing to do with each other all this time. Rightfully so. You know how you run into somebody and they go, man, we kind of lost contact. No, we didn't lose contact. We, we put some proximity 
uh, in between us because we needed to, hey, Mama Mia, we, we needed some proximity. We needed to expand the proximity between us because, you know, it wasn't all that great all those years of being college roommates. But then he realized the guy behaved differently. He behaved so differently that it bothered him the rest of the day. And he went home and he was telling his wife, and I think Regina King might have played his wife, and uh, John Cheetah's wife, and he said, you know, I ran into so-and-so. She was like, oh, hell no. Because <laughs> she knew how they were in college. Oh, no. No, it, it was either Regina King or it might have been Jada Pinkett. I think it might have been Jada Pinkett that played his wife. I'm going to go find this movie today and rewatch it. It was either Regina King or Jada Pinkett. And I really think it was Jada Pinkett that played his wife. Somebody look it up. It was... um. It was uh, Don Cheadle. It was Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle. And I think Jada Pinkett played Don Cheadle's wife. She was only, and it was really a movie about the, the bro, the what they call it, the bromance between the two of them and rediscovering their bromance when he realized after running, to the, running into his friends, his behaviors were so different that he want, needed to find out what, what does he believe in now? What's going on? And he found out when he went back, he's like, okay, I got to find him again. Because that, 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 was, that was so totally uh, not him. That was so totally not him. Hold on guys. Let me close something on this phone that I'm monitoring because it's getting hot up in here and I need to make sure I got, and let me do the same over here. Cause it, Ooh, it's not getting hot on that one. So I think I'm gonna leave that alone. All right. So he, when he saw that the guy was behaving differently, he said, what does he believe now? Let me see what's going on. And he, and the wife was like, please don't look him up. Please don't bring him into our lives. Please don't. You know, then she's like, well, I know who you are. You being you, you're going to, okay, fine. Go check on him. If you need it, you feel like it, it was, he was really that different. Go check on him. So when he went to check on him, he found that, um, he, he found him, he started trying to run into him again. And when he ran into him again, you know, the guy, he noticed the guy would kind of snap in and out of life. And he was like, okay, what's going on? So he started to follow. He found out where he lived. He ended up talking with a neighbor. Um, and he ran into him and the guy was remodeling the kitchen. And so, um, you know, he, the guy just had... Adam Sandler character just had all kind of weird and strange behaviors. And he was like, you know, I think he ran to the neighbor and the neighbor says, you know him. Cause you know, he doesn't have any, he doesn't seem to have any friends. Uh, the family, you know, they come around and, and the neighbor or the, the landlord, he ran into the guy's landlady and I'm saying landlady, not to be gender, to kind of be gender specific so that you can get the nurturingness of the story. So the landlady tried to encourage him, come around some, come check on him sometime, you know, because he got some weird stuff kind of going on. But but be mindful, be careful. Uh oh, write that down. Be mindful. Remember, we, we had mindful in everything. Be mindful, be careful. Right. Because, you know, you're going to, you might open a door. We don't know what's through. There's some things through that door that only I've seen being his landlord. So he tried to rekindle, you know, the friendship. Cause I mean, they, they were, they were college roommates. They were at one time the best of friends. Right. But still do that. Some behaviors. He didn't really, he didn't know if he wanted to awaken that or not. But then here come those who uh, said the guy needed something. And one of the things that make a longer story short was, um, he, Adam Sandler character start letting him hang out. They started kind of hanging out. And so he started, Hey Vern. So he started getting some sense of who the guy was and what was going on. And the fact that, uh, when he finally started talking about his family, he let him know that he had lost his family, all of them and his wife and his daughters and the dog, um, uh, 
I can't remember if he had the dog or not. I'm trying to figure out. I think the dog too. In 9-11. Or he, he was supposed to do something with the dog or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember. But I just remember um, his behaviors led him to want to find out what does this guy believe in? What's going on with him? And found out that he, he, he didn't belong anywhere anymore. You know, his career, he had given, he's like, he, you gave up your career. You're not, you're not doing exes. The guy was riding around way before now on scooter. He was riding around town on the scooter, right? He was like, what's going on with this guy? You know, it's like, you know, he should be somewhere with this illustrious career and, and, and amount of wealth. And I'm seeing him run around town one day. He's looking good. The next he's looking next couple of days. He's looking kind of straggly. Now conversations, you know, it, uh, uh, end abruptly. And he's got, you know, he's, he starts acting out like one day they about to really fight, you know? And then he, that brings up behaviors that he was aware of early on. That was something that was always a part of him that he would act in such a way. And it's like, Oh, that's why we haven't been in contact. And, and then he gets encouraged, you know, to go back, go back and try it again with him. Try it again. Miss Juana, welcome in. Go back, try it again with him. Um, and so he does. And then he comes to find out that, the landlady, he said something to the landlady about remodeling the kitchen. She says, you know, he remodels that kitchen every week. He was like, what? Because had, they had wealth, right? But the reason he was remodeling the kitchen, because when the wife and the family were taken, that was the one thing he kept promising the wife that they would do in this, in this living in the city instead of uh, going to the country to raise their kids. The promise he made that if they stayed in the city, that he would give her the kitchen of her dreams. And so in that he did not do that before her passing, he hit his struggle. He struggled with his, his, his preservation of self. And he wasn't preserving himself very well. His behavior was that he kept redoing this kitchen. And so in their, in, in, in believing in him, Don Cheeto's behavior was, I'm, I'm going to be the one to get him to some therapy. He ended up meeting the in-laws, uh, which was his wife's, uh, family. And he was, um, they, he convinced them that he would help him. He would help. I'll get him, I'll get him to some help. And he does throughout the movie redeems himself or the redemptive moments is that, um, he does get him into therapy. He kind of begins to, to kind of move on and, and some other things, but it goes to certain extremes and that's what we don't want to have. Write that down. Extremes y'all. Some of this stuff in life, some of the people we're kind some of the, uh, us have encountered each other because just imagine if I had not pushed that button that day, what, but what would have been an extreme behavior I might've had, you know, I probably still would, um, uh, be at a certain point. I'm, I'm still going through the steps of grief because I have run into people that have 10, that are 10, 15 years into some of the things that I've gotten to in this side of life. And I'm like, whoa, okay. I can't tell, I can't tell the proximity, but when that, when the, the, the trauma happens, one thing about trauma is there is no sense of time. One of my experts told me in one of, one of our path crossings, right? And I'm talking to somebody that has experienced one of the traumas that I have. And then they'll say, yeah, it was 10 years ago. It was 20 years ago. And I'm like, well, damn, they sound like it was yesterday. And I'm like, Lord, okay, okay. 
And, and, and you have to get people to understand that. And that's the hardest thing to do, because if you've not experienced certain things in life, you have no concept and, and, and you're not going to have any, I don't know what to tell you. Cause I remember the instant it happened to me, I remember going to uh, a support uh, thing and I, I thought it was a business going to be a business meeting, but I just so happened to end up in a room where this thing had happened to <laughs> darn it, everybody in the room. And I'm listening to all these people talking about one of the reasons that they were at this particular event. And it was called Ignite Day. It was a day when you go and you come in with this thing you want to do, this this growth moment you want to have. And you gain all of this knowledge and, and these steps to ignite it. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. You know, but that was it was divine that I was there. But I wasn't I, I was just mindful that wow, okay, this this is this is forever. This is forever, but you have to believe in something. So the day for me was seeing, you know, sometimes you you might have in your mind, okay, I'm gonna do that because this, that, and the other. And then you realize at the at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day or somewhere through the day, you realize like, wait a minute, oh, this is something else. This is just this is just a witness moment. Don't let's write that down. Witness. Sometimes some things are just a witness moment. Right? It could be encouraging what you believe or it could be challenging to what you believe. And so many of us get knocked off our square because we're in a witness moment and it challenges what we believe. I've had that moment too. I remember one time I was like, there was, this was back during the height of the conference calls. You know, everybody was having, oh, jump on this conference call and jump on that conference call. And there was one I was like, oh, this is truly got to be a gift from God conference call because I kept hearing about it on a quote unquote gospel station, right? And there was a young man that I had watched come up through the ranks of radio and he was um, had this, um, gospel show. And I'm like, they kept talking about, he kept all through the, all through, you know, I'm listening. I'm like, Oh, cool. Everybody's like, Oh, check his show out. Check his show out. And they kept talking about this gospel call, this call with all these gospel folk, you know? And then, and it was, they, it crossed over into so much secular on that call that when I got off the call, it had changed a lot of what I believe. And I was, and I felt, I felt so bad. I was like, I shouldn't feel worse. I felt worse. It stripped away all of my faith on this call simply because it went, the call went so secular. And here I was thinking I was going to end up with such a spiritual awakening, but yet so much doubt. I left the call with, and not to anybody's fault because it just was something I probably, I should have just witnessed it and not necessarily internalized it. Right. And so I get out the call and I'm thinking, you know what, when, why don't I have one of those quote unquote businesses? And you know what? And then and I remember, um, I left with so much doubt y'all till I was just sitting there just doubting every essence of myself. And I literally heard like absolute silence within the world. Okay. Like you ever been, have you ever had a moment where the electricity gets cut off and you're like, Whoa, you know, you forget how loud electricity is. You forget how, I mean, electricity running through your house has, is a noise, whether you got everything turned off or not. The fridge is running, you know, the clocks are ticking, you know, and all these kind of things. In a storm, you ever you ever notice when everything shuts down, a blackout, or you wake up and you didn't make the bill on time, or you just you just hey, you don't have it. And the electricity get cut off and it gets real quiet. 
that's how it felt that day. And I'm sitting there and I'm just doubting myself. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know this. And I don't know that person. And I don't have this. And I don't have that. And I'm just like stripping myself away from all the faith and all my accomplishments. And I'm like, because I'm not living like these people I done heard on this call. Because let them tell it. You know, they are blessed and highly favored. I'm like, why don't I have God's favor? Woo, honey. Shh. It got so quiet. I literally, at that moment, I felt like God came stomping through. And no, in fact, I know all my guardian angels got pushed aside here. I'm going to handle this one today. I, I don't, y'all, and, and they got in, all my guardian angels got in trouble. Everybody that is poured into my life got in trouble. And God himself came. And I felt the breath of all that I believe in, all my faith, I felt it right on the tip of my nose and said to me, I didn't give you a business. I was like, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay. I didn't give you a business. I gave you a calling. And in the process of you doing what you have been called to do, everything you've ever desired has been taken care of. Everything I'd ever want, and I'm sitting there, I'm afraid to open my eyes because I'm like, I don't want to see this, you know. And I came out of that moment. I came out of that moment with renewed faith, renewed belief, and I began to behave as such. I wasn't given a business. I run into a whole lot of business folks who can monetize my calling. And that thing that I'm supposed to do, I can monetize it, but I have to even look at that in a different sense. And I came up with this acronym, like free, F-R-E-E, when people don't understand the, the, the belief behind my free concept, fully reimburse at each expense, fully reimburse each expense. I am able through all that I do to sustain. I can sit here and say 17 years, I've been able to do what I love. No matter what I've had to do to, to, to do this other stuff, like pay a bill. It's like, if I want it, if I believe, if I believe at times when I believe and I behave, it comes y'all bless, bless that's y'all. Any, anybody that has not written that down in your journal, write that down. Blessings flow, blessings flow. Y'all I'm telling you when you believe and you behave, you will find what you belong to. You'll be able to say us and we. You will live a life free of guilt. You will be mindful. You won't have these extremes that we see other people going through because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Sometimes, you know, it's like there are so many people right now. Remember I talked about in the group. We're going to get ready to end here. Let me see what we are on time. We're good on time. Remember I talked about in the group. I asked the question, paper, you use, do you use paper plates? That was the question. Now, in that question, I, quant I quantified, I qualified why I don't. I'm like, I just, I just feel like, you know, it's just a couple of us. We can rotate a few dishes, you know. And mind you, there were a time when I had a household of six, right? And I, I'm like, and I used to be the last one coming home at the end of the day because I used to be the last one leaving out in the morning, right? And when I used to could not stay in the walking house, I'm like, by the time I walk in the house, okay. 
I don't want to see anything in the, going on in this kitchen. So they they like, we, we're going to use the paper plates because we get tired of her. She might come home and, and do that crickling moment and wake everybody up. And that was my thing. Look, don't put your head to bed, okay? And I use another word, you know, and leave all this F, all these FU moments throughout this house for me, right? Coming in, I got to step over book bags and shoes. You don't just, you don't just got up and went up and just going to have your respite. Knowing I'm coming in here somewhere between 9 o'clock at night and 11 and, or later, you know. And I'm like, and you got all these F-U, mom, F-U mama moments all through the house. No, that's not how we live. So they came up with, you know, using the paper plates. I'm like, well, I don't want to eat off a plate. I don't want a paper plate. So I would eat, I would, I, listen, this is what I want. So, you know, I have to clean my dishes. So when, when it, when we. When the house, when the size of the household downsized, and we were like, okay, it's just really now instead of like a whole, whole, whole six of us, you know, dinner now is between one or two people, right? And so we went through the paper plate thing for a while, and I'm like, eh, I don't like it. You know, let's just get a couple of dishes, you know, because you hate when you go in there and then you out. You got to go and buy some more, and then I, you got to watch the sale. Look, I ain't got time to manage all that. I'm grabbing this plate. And they were just, just hearing me grab a plate would send these shockwaves through the house because that meant somebody had to do, do the dishes, you know. And I said, listen, y'all, let's just get a couple little plates. We went out, we got found it like the little dishes that we, because we all used to love to eat on the small plates, right? We going to get a couple of dishes and let's just rotate that. Okay, you know, how much is dishwashing liquid? Because I like hand washing, you know, but I like using a dishwasher too. As long as you got the proper stuff, don't, I'm not going to use a dishwasher. Like one person go, it, it, this is how the household, you already know. One person go, they buy the good stuff. The other person, when it's their time, they buy the on sale, the cheap, whatever's in bulk. You know, I hate having, I hate having stuff that don't really work right, but you got a bulk of it, right? Like the person that when it's their time to go buy the tissue or we need some tissue and they going to run out and get tissue and they buy this big bulk of the cheap tissue. And I'm like, no, just get the good tissue, right? Why everything got to be good when it's somebody else's money? That ain't how we behave around here. So we had to put out, we had to say, listen, these are the behaviors. When we downsize and we like, okay, we don't have a household of six anymore. It's just us. What's your preference? What's your, we already knew how each person behaved because that's something that we had done is identify the behaviors in the household. Because guess what? Those behaviors don't change. I don't care. I, hey, I, I, I have raised four. Okay. And the behaviors they were born with, yeah, there's some things that you're not going to let mama see you do. And you're going to behave. You have learned that we have learned to have certain behaviors around each other. But then there are some things we know well, that they ain't going to change that. We can't even, that's who, that's who she is. That's who he is. That's who I am. That's our household. So, but his, his, if we believe that our household, in order for our household to be happy and manageable and we're not one of my hands, and nobody leaving no FU moments and those kind of things. Because that, that just really gets under my skin uh, and really takes us out of order and makes us in disorder. And, and that just means that we're not mindful. And if, when you're not mindful, that extreme, that extreme is going to happen. When you're not mindful, that extreme is going to happen. 
Um, but your witness moments, I wrote that down. I wrote that down as well. So as I wrap up, and about got three minutes to kind of really wrap this up because I don't want to keep you guys too long. And I love to get to that stop button so others can uh, start. So if you did catch this live, thank you so much for hanging out. If you're catching a replay on that same platform, you're going to find others. If you didn't find your antidote in this one today, believe and behave, belonging, us, we, guilt, be mindful, extremes, avoid extremes. Let me write down. Um, let me write down a couple of other adjectives on here. Or I got, remember we used to have to break down a sentence. I'm I'm not using those skills, so I'm losing those skills. But so I was talking about the exercise, not the exercise. I, I, it's just the exorcism of that that secular uh, that quote unquote behavior belief that I came off that call with, and God literally knocking my guardian angels out and said, "Listen, I didn't give you a business. I gave you a calling." And I don't know if it was even the word calling. I mean, you know, you got deeds in your time here. This is what you're supposed to be doing. So once I got back on track, I had I, my belief was restored and I realized where my faith came from. And I realized why it was, why it was, how I, that I was in essence really favored because and I don't, I don't even, I'm not even going to say favored because I, I don't want to, we all, all, we all have what I have. What I found out that day is I am able to do a lot of the things that I love. And, and I say that and I put that out there because there are people who see us out here, especially on social media. Um, I am able to do what I love because of how I believe and how I behave. I am able to do what I love because of how I believe and how I behave and how I treat the relationships that I have with people waking up and a good girlfriend of mine that we were best friends in high school and she's still out there. Remember I talked about the bromance in that movie. Uh, we're that same way. We haven't seen each other in God knows when, except for through social, finding each other again through social media. She's very supportive of what I've done because she believes that this is the thing that I was called to do. She says to me, this is something that she knew long ago, back when, back then, um, and so to wake up and see that notification here, have lunch on me, you know, what if I woke up with just a little bit of doubt? What if I woke up and I didn't believe in what it is I'm supposed to do? So make sure at the start of the day, not at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, when you get out of that bed, make sure that check yourself, check, check what you believe all day long. Check what you believe and see what's challenging. One of the, the exercises that we do each day is when we get to a point of, okay, here's what we're going to work on today. We basically check ourselves to, to see what's challenging us. What are some of these challenges, y'all? We talked about um, being wired yesterday. You know, what do you need to rewire, rethink, recycle, renaissance? You need, let me write that renaissance down. I didn't write that down yesterday. I'm going to go back and I rarely do this is go back to the page before. But yesterday, it's funny because yesterday was all R's and today is all B's, right? Um, if you are longing for belonging, and most of us are, and it's okay, it's human nature. It's human nature not to want to have to walk this road alone or go through this life alone. It's human nature to wanna, want somebody at your side, um, somebody in front of you. It's, it's human nature to want somebody behind you because... Some people are just natural born leaders. Like, I'm going to go into this ter territory even if nobody's gone before. I'm going to find some kind of behaviors. I need to act on what I believe. Be behave is act. There are people out there that's got, remember I talked about those negative behaviors. It might be your day because their day will come when you're going to have some negative behaviors. But even in that, somebody will witness 
Always. Somebody will always witness it, and it might be to encourage them. You having a little bit of doubt today, may, somebody might witness your doubt and say, I, gotta, I, gotta, I don't want to be that doubt. I want to be more encouraged, right? But also be mindful somebody might witness your behavior and duplicate that behavior. And when you can be mindful of that, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go off on this person right now because so and so might see me, and that's that's how they're gonna judge your character, not not who you're going off on, because they know that you believe different. You're gonna let them bring you out of what you believe. You're gonna let them challenge you, right? So that you to the point you change up your behavior, and it might be your behavior. But guess what? Something can be your behavior, and it might not be a good behavior. But when you start thinking, when you become mindful of who witnesses that behavior, and you just you don't want nobody to witness that about you. You don't, y'all. I'm looking at this plant. I got this plant over here that I've been holding on to, and I just realized as I as I look at it from another angle that the leaves look like little hearts. And this plant, I've, somebody, uh, this is one of the plants given in in a in a in a larger plant that I got at my mother's memorial. And I've been trying to keep these plants alive. And I just looked at it from a an different angle. And I'm like, whoa, those are little hard leaves. Let me make sure I take care of that plant. It's done survive uh, two years now. Going on two years now. I still got it, y'all. Green thumb. I didn't believe, I didn't even realize I had, that I had like I had to learn how to take care of this plant. And I need to repot it because it's one of those that's going to like just kind of grow all over everything. It it's, it's wraps itself. Okay. So, you can change up a behavior if you just believe, start thinking about those that are going to witness it, right? And if you want more blessings, start believing more. Start behaving more. Start belonging, uh, figuring out who you belong. Guilt, guilt. If you feel, let me tell y'all, nobody can make you feel guilty. Guilt, I learned, um, I learned, my mother and I were going through um, trying to resolve some older issues, right? And I had to learn one day that some of the behaviors she and I were exhibiting towards each other was simply because we were carrying a level of guilt because we really just felt like we weren't living up to the expectation of the other. And so guilt, I learned, was whenever I felt guilty, I'm like, that's, a, that's, a, that's an internal thing. That's my own reaction, gut reaction, guilt, gut, guilt, gut. You feel guilt in your gut. Meaning that I, myself, whenever I feel guilty of anything, is because I have compromised my own standards. You can't compromise somebody else's standards. You can't, you can't fix anybody else. You can't change anybody else. If you feel guilt, and guilt is an obvious emotion. People see it. People feel it. People experience It's an energy that goes about the room, Right? And that's how people make decisions about you and everything else based on these behaviors uh, that we exhibit. And guilt, I noticed when I felt this thing in my gut, it was called guilt because it meant that I was challenging my own expectations. And when I went into that, I could fix it then. I could fix it then. It meant that that on the other side of that, this thing that I probably and most likely was not doing was more important to me than I was giving attention to it. And so when I said, let me make that a priority, let me, let me fix that. Let me behave differently with that. 
because it causes that reaction in my gut. Because a lot of things going on in the world, don't we don't feel it in our gut. We, see, we can see some stuff. We can witness some stuff and keep it moving. Because some stuff you need to witness and keep it moving. Yeah, I ain't say put on no cape. I ain't say go and save the world because now we know. In hindsight, you got to save yourself first. If you don't save yourself first, you can't save nobody else. Because what happens if you don't save yourself first, you sacrifice yourself. And as a young single mother... I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to have to make certain sac. I don't want to have to sacrifice my dignity in some of these decisions that I need to make. And I certainly don't want any regret for some of the decisions that I need to make and, and things like that. So that's how I survived single motherhood. Okay. To a point where now I have these four amazing individuals. Um, and I, and I still to this day have to do things like, look, Oh, wait a minute. Let's stop. How, how are we behaving in this moment? Well, we have to have those very often. Somebody's got to be the person that this, this hey, let's stop this. Let's make sure we're going in the right direction because we don't want to end up. We don't want to end up at an extreme moment. We up in my, in my raising my children and in my family, because I wanted my young adults to my children to grow up, become these young adults and always be close siblings uh, and be able to count on each other and love on each other. I always try to do things to avoid certain extremes. And so that was part of that. All right, guys, um, the, just because I hit the stop button doesn't mean the conversation is going to stop. We can continue to have this. And a lot of times we do continue to talk on, on various platforms, wherever you're hearing or seeing this. Um, there, there should be an inbox. There is probably a community and so forth. And we can continue to talk. This is just but a day. It's just a day, honey. I don't know how many hours in your day. I know mine just keeps on rolling. And uh, at some point, I'll get some sleep. That's why it's called how to get out of bed. I, it, it's not a morning thing. It's like at some point, I will get some sleep. And when I wake up, I seek clarity. I seek moments of gratitude. I seek understanding. Um, I seek I seek uh, behaviors and those kinds of things. And I, and I put those kind of challenges on myself. And I thank you all for letting me speak out loud and share them with you and coming to the table and resonate. Before I get out of here, I do want to say, say again, I shouted out uh, one of my supporters on that. Um, we do have um, a summer campaign going on um, for your content creators out there. Do understand your content creators, while they may be providing free content for you to indulge on, remember I said fully reimbursed each expense, there are expenses that are associated with this. First and foremost, time. Time is costly. It's very costly because you're giving up moments that you cannot get back, right? Um, you're giving up moments that you are dedicating to one thing. That means you're not necessarily working on another. Um, coming up, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of time that goes into this before we push these buttons. So during this month, during this time of spring and summer, a lot of us are pitching to uh, entities, um, for funding, right? It's, it's funding time. Uh, it's conference time. It's travel time. All of those things. If you want people to continue to come to you with a level of expertise or sharing their, even their own personal experiences, we are out here. We're going to people. We're saying, Hey, listen, here's my crowd. And then the next thing they say, well, how much is your crowd supported? How much have you invested in that? And, and this is when you literally, it's, it becomes all about the numbers. Uh, it becomes all about how many people are listening, how many people are sharing and how many people are following and all that. That's really important. 
But also sometimes they look to see, well, how much have you raised in the funding? You know, how much you, cause you're pitching and I'm pitching the kitchen. I'm pitching how to get out of bed to take it to another level of a platform of, of writing. And in order to go off somewhere and do that, do that amazing writing, you know, it takes funding to do that. It takes an investment on my own to do that. And I have been self-sustaining. Um, for 17, for more than 17, 17 years. And so now, um, I want to go into different realms and there are things that have this fundraise. You have to do, you have to do a level of fundraising. So myself and a number of others, um, we're trying to up our production values. We're trying to get to a different level. Um, and hopefully your support is there. So I have a campaign going on, GoFundMe. It's use whatever profile you're on. You'll see uh, different links to that, but it's GoFundMe.DryerBuzzEats, uh, I believe. We did it because we're pitching uh, the kitchen. And there's a couple of conferences that we've been invited to that we want to do some travel and all those things. But just coming back to you daily, seven days a week, I've committed to doing this um, podcast. And while you may think, well, all these platforms are free. Somebody somewhere is reimbursing these expenses. I always understand that. Anytime you hear something free and I, I love when I hear people say, Oh man, they, they doing that for free. Go over there and get that for free and free. Somebody has to fully reimburse every expense. Okay. And everything has an expense and thank you. Shout out to those uh, who have supported. Uh, I have a supporter who has matched, um, matched some of the, um, contributions that we have already received. So I want to give a shout out to Marietta's uh, Theater in the Square. And you've seen me um, now embedded in their productions or blogging in exchange for their matching of my friends' contributions. Uh, They have, I'm doing some blogging about the theater, the productions. And I had the most amazing time uh, to go and, and blog about the cast of Real Life that particular show is closing this weekend. If you're in Atlanta or coming to Atlanta, make sure that you experience something live on stage. Okay. I know people love, they think about New York and Broadway, but a lot of this productions that end up in New York and on Broadway or even in, in other parts, Chicago's now getting a, a larger theater scene and so forth. The West coast, you know, they have theirs and even, you know, uh, let me tell you, live, whether it's on the music scene, spoken word, all of that, um, you can enjoy that when you come to Atlanta. So when you come to Atlanta looking for something live to engage in, I want you to think about Marietta's, um, new, Marietta's City in the Square and uh, their 2019 season. Um, after real life closes this weekend, they're going to be moving on to a view from the bridge and that's going to go. And then after that, they've got a raisin in the sun, Clyburn park and Othello. And then a gift of the Magi is their holiday show. But even in between those shows, even in between those shows, in fact, the cotton club with step Stewart is coming back. Um, they're going to do some encore performances of that. And for those of you who know, in my blogging life, I do blog about theater and live stage. I'm living hashtag living Atlanta style. Check that hashtag out. Living Atlanta style where I, I post about things that are happening live in and around Atlanta. If you're coming to Atlanta, do know that in and outside this, that Atlanta is a small city limits, but there's a whole lot of city even uh, around there. Every city, every city, every county 
uh, has some form of a live stage because Atlanta is that place where people are coming and making their dreams come true. And if you ever want to know, you want to get something real, something truthful, something honest, something transparent, there are only really only two places left. And that's the comedy stage. And then of course on the theater stage. And so I'm really excited to have a buzz partner of Marietta's theater in the square. And then again, they matched the contributions uh, some of the contributions of our friends and family that are supporting us on our on our some spring and summer GoFundMe, and I'll tell you all more about that. Well, actually, I've already been in the kitchen this week, so we'll be. I'll tell you more tomorrow on when we get out of bed. But first, we got to do what we do best, and that is go get out of bed today. Your your, your challenge is to uh, see what's challenging your beliefs. What's out there that's challenging your beliefs and affecting your behaviors? All right. Thanks, guys. Let's do what we do best and get out of bed. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.